When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. first got them to start chanting 911 so that they know when there was a screw up but then then it was got really good like this is how philadelphia is like the most um screwy not screw i love philadelphia i mean i was born in philadelphia philly is the most and not short hills new jersey i've never even been there bill after uh and yet you can send you continually insist that that's where i'm from and i've never even been there i'm from philadelphia um and uh but uh 
But Philadelphia is the is not the filthiest. What's the word I'm looking for? The most degenerate town in the world. Even even Howard Stern says that Philadelphia is five times more degenerate than New York City. You know, um, you know, we had creepy bastards like this guy, uh, Uncle Eddie, who would buy high school boys' underwear, soiled soiled underwear, and keep it in bags in his house. I mean, that's the kind of creepy people that lived in Philly. Um, you know, this that, interview took a wild turn. Yes, yeah, it took a wild turn. Yes. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so. Um, but but Philadelphia is this is the kind of town Philly is is that Santa Claus comes out at a Christmas show to place boozum right so Santa Claus comes out doesn't trip doesn't even make a mistake and they just start chanting nine one one only in Philadelphia would they do that you know what I mean it's awesome nine one one the music plays out Santa Claus gets choke slammed they set up a thing where the guy's gonna play um the national anthem before the show. Oh, it's the wrong note. Nine one one. So it just became like this great game, you know, with the with the audience and uh and uh and Paulie and nine one one. And um, but here's my point from way back five minutes ago, or maybe longer. Um, is that nine one one wanted to wrestle? He really wanted to wrestle a match, and we're like, dude, you're over. You don't need to wrestle a match. But I understand he wants to wrestle, you know. Except he wasn't very good at it. Um, and what he was doing, he was phenomenal at it. But he begged Paul, yeah, I want to wrestle, I want to wrestle. And he went out with Ron Simmons, had a match that just stunk the joint out. I mean, it just couldn't have been any worse. Um, and uh, well, it could have been worse. I mean, if Ron wouldn't have been in there, it could have been a lot worse. But at least Ron kept it, you know, barely okay. You know, and that's not Ron's fault at all. I mean, Ron did everything he could. Um, and uh, anyway, so... I mean, it, it literally should have killed his aura as 911. You know what I mean? Because it stunk. And the audience next week pretended it never happened. In fact, which makes me think of another story. Um, there was a guy in the front row, Dreads. He's come to all the shows and uh, he had Dreads. He used to have Dreads, Dreadlocks. So that's why he called him Dreads. And uh, he was always in the front row. And uh, he was a you know pothead, grateful dead guy. And uh, so... You know, Paulie's doing a grandstand challenge. Anybody want to take a choke slam for 911? So Dredge goes, I'll do it, I'll do it. So he comes in the ring, 911 choke slams him. And instead of planting the guy on his fucking skull, you know, to protect the business or whatever, not, 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 that, not that everybody doesn't know it's a work, but to protect this character. And if this guy's stupid enough to come into the ring, you know, he should have been, you know, like if it was, you know, if you, if 911 was a jujitsu guy, he would have choked him out. You know what I mean? But he's a choke slammer. So he should have choke slammed the guy and, and threw him on his head. Instead, he gave the guy a perfectly flat landing. The guy gets right up. Woo! That was great. Right? Whole, the whole company's been selling his choke slams like they were fucking, like they were oh, like out cold. You know what I mean? And this guy was a buck 60 with fucking, uh, you know, soaking wet, you know, with rocks in his pockets, you know, and, and fucking wearing a, a hat that's made out of an anvil, you know. Still gets up, jumps around. Hey, that was great. Do it again. And you'd think 911 would be dead, but no, it was two funny characters. And the people just next week never happened. And welcome to another episode of Beyond Bushido, brought to you by the one and only Rat Salad Review. What the fuck's going on with 2021? I thought you were the chosen one. We were supposed to defeat the Sith, not join it. <laughs> and we have our boss, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Oh, hey, how's it going? Pepsi. That's right. Our yes, he has, has a delay too. We have two Wayne delays is. today. Yes. Yes, we have two delays. I can't wait for this. This is going to be such a shit show. Yes. 
2021 <laughs> the editing. Oh, yes. The editor. Poor James and his editing he's going to have to do to make this work. Yes, it's going <laughs> to take four hours to do. Yes. Well, of course, Wayne, our fearless leader here at the Rat Sound Review Network, uh, host of the Rat Sound Review that can be heard on Rat Sound Review Network and on the Hameen Media Group. Mr. Wayne Noon has joined us. Wayne, thank you for joining us tonight, sir. I am here, and now the show can continue and get better. <laughs> be better? Well, I mean... I don't know. I, we I can, don't know if you guys can get any better than you already are. Uh, well, that's a, that's no, a really that's... low bar to clear. <laughs> that's a really low bar. You're aiming, you're aiming, fucking. That's that's limbo sure. bars I can't clear. <laughs> so remember that episode of South Park where like James Cameron had to go to find the bar to raise the bar. Yes. <laughs> like fucking Cartman was mud wrestling Sally Struthers and shit. That's the bar that we're freaking at at the moment. We're at the Mariana's Trench of fucking bars. We're we're below right. that. We're at Carol O'Connor and uh, fucking Meathead, fucking mud wrestling <laughs> naked. That's how much lower our bar is. Okay. Hey, Carl Ryder's a great uh, a great director. Okay, he made Spinal Tap. God damn it. And a huge, huge wrestling fan. Huge. How do we? How do I share this? How do you share this? Well, you could go to Facebook at Beyond Bushido and you can hit the share button right there. Or you can go to Periscope at JL1031 and you can find it there. Or an option door what's behind door number three. It is not a zonk. It is my Twitch at JL103. Also has the Beyond Bushido podcast up and running live streaming today. So Fuck YouTube. They always block our shit because God forbid the WWE gets some extra fun with this stuff because they're not using ECW. They can give a shit less about Wait, it. Wait, did WWE so- really block us on YouTube for the ECW episode? Yes, of course they really? did. Of course they did. They always do shit like that. That's how they work. Oh, okay, That's fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 a I'm a little I'm a little excitable. Um, you know, there's ain't like there ain't nothing happened. You know, last week that you know I can't talk about because I'll get in trouble. So, <laughs> are you talking about the fact that the Browns actually beat the Steelers? Yeah, I lost like, five bucks on that. Thank you very little for that. Thank you for reminding $5. me. Domineering well, fashion. Wait, it was a parlay. Was... I was gonna win. Th- I was gonna win twenty bucks off of that damn parlay. I heard this uh, was a drink of the show, so I, I wrote one. I and, wish I was the drink of the show. Yeah. Come on, freaking uh, let let the freaking uh, oh, who's who's that billionaire that's on Shark Tank that owns the Dallas Mavericks? He uh, owns that Mark company. Cuban. Mark, Mark Cuban, Cuban owns that fucking company. God yes. damn it! Give, pay it. Give us some uh, of that I'm money. A, I'm a huge Zevia fan. I'm out of Zevia, and usually I save my Zevia for my one uh, non-water drink of the day. But uh, on show days, that's the days I always switch to my Red Bull, as you always see every week. But I have to cut that out because I had my first match Saturday, and boy, was I fat, and boy, was I out of shape. He's fat! Very fat. <laughs> Sorry, you got to do that. You always got to do it. Every time you say the fat, you got to do the, the Rick Steiner. <laughs> was this broadcasted you know. somewhere, or how can we watch this? How can you watch this if yeah. you are, if you're a friend of Beyond Bushido on Facebook? Uh, if you yeah. like that page, that page is on every Tuesday night at eight oh five. We have this wonderful show. Was on last week. It wasn't on last week because <laughs> our, unfortunately, our guest said my I hurt. 
it, and it still eye. does. One hand, everything's backwards. Did you I actually got something in my eye. I had like a rock or something hit my eye, and actually made an indent in my eye. Why? Well, you know, you, if, if you did, if, you finally if, let your wife take it out. What? Did you finally go, hey, sweetie? Can you just look in my fucking eye and blow out this fucking? Thing oh no, it just eye? came out on its. It came out on its own. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. So did you did you learn how to drive a mailbox truck with the with the window closed mailbox so that the kid? Truck? Yeah. <laughs> mail truck, whatever, whatever the fuck you want. I don't know what it. you're talking about. He doesn't uh, have a mail truck when he does his no. job. They keep him. They keep no. him walking, and they keep him with the little handler gimmick. Yeah. Oh, oh, even he's better. Long so he's... It's Long Island. He gets a little handler oh. gimmick. I'm sorry, I don't understand this. I go to a place that's not called New York, so I don't understand the, the mailbox people walking. You know, they it's usually drive a little truck. System. It's a great system. <laughs> the best system you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Freaking. All right, Mister Bankruptcy. Anyway. Um. Uh, sorry. I got That's one more. That's what we're gonna go with bankruptcy. Hey. You, I. I mean. Can I, do I? Can, I can't really say much more. Okay. He's still my what boss for with... a grand total of one more week. Damn it. Okay. I hey, can't Jim, say anything. What rhymes with reason? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Make make us work. So, you know, you know, nothing happened last week. So, you know, I'm kind of glad, you know, we didn't, we waited for until freaking Thursday when the absolute feces hit the rotary oscillator of the United States. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to make Wayne as much, uh, much uncomfortable as humanly possible since, what? you know, he, he could never do that to me. <laughs> he went there with the guitar. Did you know Wayne went there with the guitarist from Ice Earth? Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw the Ice Earth freaking guitarist there. He was very was angry, he? man. He was a very angry man. What wouldn't happened? You, wouldn't you be? Well, here's the problem. Wouldn't you be if Barlow went to work for Homeland Security and then you had to deal with Tim Ripper Owens for those three terrible <laughs> albums? No. I didn't like those Ripper Owens albums with Ice There's only I two. Them. And the first one, Glorious Burden, was really good. Yeah. I like that. Barlow. Barlow went to go work for Homeland Security when they were at, like, they were actually starting to get, like, crossover appeal to a certain degree for like yeah, their scene and then he just left and it just went to hell and they had to give so it, ripper owens all the he money. left so, so he would left. you so would you say it sucked on iced earth yes <laughs> <laughs> he left and then, and then he came back and then uh just recently they put an album out together uh, like a winter type album thing but what about uh, uh what about the other project uh treason and wizards Demons and wizards, yeah, trees and uh, wizards, yeah. Uh, Hanzi, the other, the other vocal, well, the vocalist, the only vocalist, he's the only one that sings. Uh, no, he's it's like Bar it's Barlow and Hanzi together. No, demons and wizards is Hanzi from Blind yeah, Guardian. Tree, yeah, Guardian. yeah, That's yeah, it. from Coop. Yeah, the Coop. Cool. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they put together a coup to put together a band together of Ice Earth and let's let's do some more. Come on, we got Hammerfall. Excuse me, Hammerfall. Hammerfall. No, it's excuse not... me. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, Hammerfall. Excuse me. Who's no, M Ward? Yeah. M Ward. Yeah. Mickey Ward, Irish Mickey Ward, the famous boxer. Uh, yeah, Mickey Ward, Gotti, Mickey Ward. Yeah, you know the boss, the, the fighter. Three fight saga of the early two thousands. It was like the yeah, best you know, the boxing matches from two thousand to two thousand ten. Had had a Marky Wahlberg movie made with it with Christian Bale. Yeah, you know? for, Mark forget Wahlberg that. Yeah, forget that Mickey Ward. No, it's the only Boston movie with Mark Wahlberg where he doesn't say, "Yeah, really, dude, I know what you mean." Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to this dog. Yes. Oh, that's so great. So, 
EA, since since we since it's been two weeks and we talked about Danny Hodge, I actually looked up yeah. some fun things about uh-huh. the Hodge Trophy. Yes, and could you name? Okay, so it's it's like the Heisman Trophy for wrestling, but however, yes. it has had multiple winners of like uh-huh. they they could win it consecutively. Yes, can you name the three wrestlers who have won it consecutively? Ooh, uh, it's it's since the night. I'll, I'll I'll give it to you since '95. Oh, okay. Kale Sanderson. Okay, from where is he from? Uh, he's from Salt Lake, Utah. He is from Heber City, Utah. My wife just yes. goes, "Oh yeah, the Sandersons." I go, "You mean Kale Sanderson, right?" She goes, "Yeah, you know about him." I know about Kale Sanderson, the man who didn't get who didn't lose an NCAA wrestling match. Yes, yeah. I know about Kale Sanderson. Um. TJ Jaworski? Mm, I don't. Uh, TJ Jaworski, I did not have him on the Wikipedia thing, so he might have. Uh, okay. but... um, I'm going to go then with Chad Gable. No, he was more Olympian than NCAA. No, he was Olympian, uh, but but you're on the right track. There is Jason a UFC Jordan. fighter. Jason Jordan. No. No, no but oh, you're on a UFC fighter. UFC fighter. Oh. Okay. Um, is it Chael? No. no. It's not Chael. Chael was AAU. That ben Askren. Ben Askren. That's who was. That's who it is. Ben. Askren. Okay. So, so once again, Olympian, Olympian, and then who was the other one? Now, now I'll give you this. He wrestled for Kale Sanderson at Penn State. Jason Jordan. No, Zane Zane Rutherford. He was going to be in the Olympics this year, but because uh, of yeah, COVID. Zane Rutherford. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, Grant, yeah. He actually yeah. took a trip down to Orlando. Oh, did he now? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's been one. That was uh, that was that's apparently that was that was Jack Briscoe's last uh, big scouting job was trying to get that guy. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we'll see would, what happens. He can't do anything till after the Olympics, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, he definitely wants to win that first. So yeah. But I, I just definitely, you know, that Kale Sanderson guy, you know, kind of yeah. kind of has the Danny Hodge thing of never losing a uh, in his NCAA career. So see, but they named it the Hodge then. But there's other pro wrestlers that have won that award. Yes, there like has Steve been. Doctor Death Williams won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dance, not Dan Severn. Uh, no, Dan Severn. Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Randy Couture won it. Matt Linlin. I want to say Matt Lindland won it, maybe. I'm, no, I'm not he sure. lost to Kotor. He lost to Kotor. Um, there's one more pro wrestler though in that, and it's I'm like say, one. Uh, that, probably, it's probably Brock. No, Brock. Uh, yeah, Brock won one. Yeah, Brock won it because champion. Brock only lost one match in his NCAA and Shel- career. Shelton and Shelton, Shelton is a runner-up for it. Okay, Shelton Benjamin is a runner-up for it. There you go. So, as you can see, Danny Hodge Trophy is quite prestigious. Yeah. Of, uh, of Wayne, you don't give zero fucks about any of this. Zero <laughs> shits about this. At all. I have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, so, wait, is that yeah. a podium I see in the background? What's going on over there, brother? Yeah, yeah. Did you get, yeah. What? Me? Do I see yeah. a podium back there? I, I don't. I also don't see a buffalo head, though. Oh, that's good. Is is it a new laptop? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. What? No, no. Yeah. My dog's right. angry at you right now. She's like. She's like, give up the play. We know you were there. Give it up. See, she's mad at you. <laughs> oh, How goody, far Lord. is it a trip? Finally, a good show. How far All is right. it a trip from Long Island to DC, Wayne? <laughs> not very long. It, <laughs> I know it's not. It's I'm, I'm asking you. Didn't hear from yeah. you at all Wednesday. I was worried about it. I was not there. <laughs> I wouldn't. All right. 
<laughs> okay, we're going to stop. Just so you folks know, Wayne even thought this was bullshit, guys. I just like right. fucking with Wayne every chance I get. Well, right. since James can't talk about it, let's ask your opinion. What do you think about the events of last Wednesday? Uh, I think it was stupid. Uh, I'm not mad. You know, at the Iced Earth guy, uh, you know, he he felt like he went there to do something that he thinks is right. You know, I'm not, I don't fault people for that, but just being there in that kind of situation and knowing that people die and all that crap, you know, it, it's any, any protests and riots things I, I think are retarded. So just don't do them. I, you know, it doesn't solve anything. It never does. Do you see that fancy you know? canter James just broke out with whiskey? That's called the, my wife asked me not to talk about this whiskey. <laughs> and so I'm just going to pour myself a whiskey drink and fucking just listen to this. Uh, I, I will I, say I, this. I, I will say this, and I'm going to say this for James so he doesn't get in trouble. Um, there was one Air Force officer that was injured protecting the Capitol. Uh, uh, they're both enlisted. Okay. But one of them, I'm talking about one of them right now. There was one of them. This is the one we should be focusing on. Was a person who was busy defending our country that was murdered, flat out, let's call it murdered by these protesters. That was wrong. Uh, the officers who were killed in this and the officers who were injured, um, those that that's un, unapologetic. You cannot apologize for taking another person's life. Their family is in our prayers. We are so sorry that this happened, but at least rest assured knowing that your family member died a hero doing the right thing, and that was protecting the United States as they swore to do from any terror, foreign or domestic. All right. So now that we're done with that. <laughs> he is itching. It. Look at James itching. He's so rich. Just say it, James. Just let it out. I can't. I can't. I have a job. I kind of feel the same way, though. I, I I do. Um, uh, my my more is is unleashing the unholy hell on the on the traitorous piece of shit that died. That would definitely uh, deserve. Uh, she shouldn't have broke red. She's a security right. force. Then she should know better. Um, the other security forces member was a hero. Uh, they were both. It's funny thing. They were both the same career field, and they were both. Uh, one was active duty. One was National Guard of New Jersey. Um, so, um, thankless job, but. You know we're we're gonna we're gonna move on to that because we actually got something funny. So, um, EA about your yes. uh, uh, so, you know you f- stumbled on this funny video about George Jones. Uh, yes, and, I did. And have you ever done so much of the cocaina that you had a separate uh, personality come out? I think Wayne's seen it once. <laughs> I think Wade might have seen it once or twice when I came to visit New York when I grew my hair long. <laughs> it depended on if I straightened my hair or not that night. Um, <laughs> yes, when I had those butterfingers, uh, yeah. <laughs> I never got that far. I might have gotten to uh, where I saw things that didn't actually happen, <laughs> but I never got to that. But Let's let's show Wayne this video because it definitely. Hi, Lou. Hi, Louie. Let's 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 show everybody what we're talking about because this is this is tremendous. And it's a show again with his only connection to Tammy, 
the Jones board. When you had a, a bag of cocaine there, and then he would just get completely stoned totally. This newfound high apparently caused some kind of psychotic break in George, which led to multiple personalities. Well, two personalities, the duck and the old man. The duck came first, yeah. And so the old man came later, so he'd have somebody to talk to. He'd sat up all night long, sitting in there in the bed, and he would be talking in the Donald Duck voice. When he'd get in a car and he was drinking, he would talk to Donald Duck. Then he'd talk like the old man. I don't believe it. It's natural. And then they'd get in a fight. Then he'd get in between. And he would be paying no attention to where he was going. You know, George had a lot of rats. One day we were on the bus going down the road and the band and he decided he won't get rid of So he kicked him off the bus. And he went on down the road a while and he got to worrying about it. He done kicked the duck off the bus and it was his best friend. So he made the driver turn around and go back and pick up the duck. Oh. Put him back on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> boys we're gonna do something with him you know we can't go on with you uh being so distraught over tammy and you can't even perform and we convinced him that he should sign up with tammy just so he could be back somewhere in association with her i wonder how Putin do is answering this in his proper uh you know accent <laughs> i will tell you this because Lou just brought up an interesting fact, and I didn't have time to announce it yet. But the first Friday of February, I will be having my annual uh, celebration of the anniversary of the greatest day ever created, uh, the greatest day in history, uh, the birth of me. And uh, I share that birthday <laughs> with a certain member from Columbus, Georgia. And uh, good old Marty the Party has already agreed to uh, come be a part of the festivities. Oh, really? sweet baby fucking James Jesus. had to babysit <laughs> me and Marty the Party one year at a wrestling oh, convention. <laughs> so uh, I will preface this with I, I get a text going, hey, you want to hang out with Marty Janetti? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Well, no, I Little told you, do you want to go to this wrestling convention? Yeah, and I was like, no. I was like, like, okay, you know, this might be interesting. And then you go, Marty Gennetti's going to be there. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so we get there, and, and somehow, somehow, some way, the promoter of this event has fucked over Marty Gennetti out of a hotel room. So <laughs> we decide that uh, we uh, – is the statute of limitations up of what we did in the, uh, that night? It's been more than seven years, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lou, go take care of your baby. <laughs> um, so we fi- we 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 start uh, hatching a uh, devious plan to uh, get back at the promoter for fucking Marty Janetti out of a hotel room, and uh, because Columbus, Georgia, is only an hour away, so that I, I don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, Marty Janetti's up there, so we decide to get him back. So we go to the green room that they have, and they have catering there. They have a no, big. Sir, you you are skipping a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. You, well, you I mean, are I... skipping a lot. So let's start right. from when we first get to the building, and the Rock and Roll Express jump me. <laughs> this is true. As soon as I get off the elevator, <laughs> and Paul Bear sees us, he's like, "What the hell are you boys doing? Can we take you anywhere?" 
<laughs> no, so fuck no. it. I, I meet I meet that, and and, and I meet the uh, it's still real to me, damn it, guy, which is awesome. That yes. was that was one of the highlights. That was definitely one of the highlights outside of hanging out with Marty Janetti and hearing some really fucked up stories. Yes. Yeah, so then Shelly came with her husband, yes. our friend Shelly, who lived in Atlanta, because we were actually going to crash at Shelly's house. But then I run into Marty the party. <laughs> and 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 don't and don't forget the uh, super genie is there also. Yeah, Melissa came by for a few yes. drinks, but she left. I won't even say why she left, but let's just say it was very entertaining to me. So, <laughs> um, you know, so I go see Ivan Putsky and I go see Bullet and everybody because I have to say my, I got to go pay my respects and go say hello to all my friends. And I see Bobby Eaton and Bobby Eaton, the sweetest human being in the world, as soon as he sees me. Eric, cheddar, uh, what was it? Uh, what were those fries they used to have at Rick's place? That he loved. sour cream and chive fries. He's yeah, like, sour cream and chive fries. <laughs> and so we're like hugging and everything. Cornette's like, "You guys are so fucking pretty." And so, <laughs> <laughs> the everybody knows they're getting fucked. Everybody knows they're not getting paid. They all know it. Tommy Rich. I I thought it was going to be me, Marty Janetti, and Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich winds up finding a rat he used to hang out with back in 1983 in Memphis. And he goes, boys, I got to get going. We're like, why? He's like, that was some good pussy at 83. If my math is right, it's still got about 22 points on it. (laughs) (laughs) So he leaves with this lady. So we get to the bar and Marty immediately says, no, no, we're going to do this right tonight. We're going to do this right. If we're going to do it right, we're going to do it right, right. We're going to do a, a quadruple Jack and Coke. <laughs> not a now, double Jack and Coke, not a triple Jack and Coke, quadruple Jack and Coke. Corollary, I am sober for this because I'm driving all these fucking assholes. Yes. Now, I'm sober and, for this. And Shelly's <laughs> and Shelley's husband at the time, here was the thing. He was a fucking terrible human being and a prick. But that night he was our prick because he figured out how to argue and complain enough to where we wound up getting a free fucking $50 bar tab because the server didn't serve him at the right time. Mm. And then they left. So yes. me and Marty are just partying, drinking, and we're playing fucking pool. And we got one of the referees from IWA Mid-South with us. <laughs> and we're just, just raising hell. We get back to the hotel and we're hungry. And Marty's like, oh, they got all this food in the, in the green room. We can go up to it. It's room uh, 316, which is like a banquet hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As we're going up there, I see Tito Santana in the hallway. So I mean, I go, fuck you. And I meet with <laughs> And we still. No, no. You, said, you said hi to him. And then you said, fuck you on the way out. But you also said, like, I even hugged that piece of shit, Tito Santana. <laughs> yeah. No, because it was him and Greg Gagne. It was him yeah. and Greg Gagne. So I said hi to Greg. And I went, fuck you. <laughs> and I immediately like like Greg, you got the key to the bakery. He's like, yeah. I was like, thank you. And I just yanked it out of his hand. <laughs> and we open the door and we go in. Me and Marty destroy an entire party tray of like beef macaroni that's like from an Elmeray thing. It was a, it was spaghetti, and we ate half of it there. And then we decided, oh, yeah, we- fuck him. So I heard a great, I heard a great Shawn Michael story, by the way, that I can't repeat, but yes. 
<laughs> hear a great Shawn Michael story. And then as we're about to go, we're just like, you know what? Fuck this. We grab the tray, <laughs> this big freaking banquet party tray of spaghetti, grab it, and we start walking. And Paul Barrow walks by us and just looks at us. <laughs> and Marty goes, hey, Percy, you want to hear my impersonation of you? He's like, okay. He's like, hey, kid, ask me if I want the if I want some of the spaghetti. He's like, hey, uh, Percy, you want some of the spaghetti? Oh, yes! <laughs> and Percy's like, go to hell, Marty. Just go to hell. <laughs> I'm storming off. Are you, are you sons of or the first his first his first question was are you sons of bitches stealing the goddamn spaghetti? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then that's when we both went, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we make it down the hall. Marty's cell phone rings and he goes, "Well, guys, that's uh, that's my girlfriend tonight. I'll see you guys later." I'm like, all right, Marty, we'll see you later. He's like, here, I'll trade you. He hands me a six pack he stole from the banquet. And he yanks out the spaghetti fucking... It's literally a banquet hotel spaghetti that they fucking made. He stole the fucking... The, the tray. Oh, he stole the, the tray. And so the next day, it's supposed to be the continuation of this fucking... Uh, of this uh, convention. And we're like... Yeah, we're just going to get out of here while we got the Tom James. <laughs> and so we got out the hotel. We just left because I knew nothing good was going to come of this failed convention. And uh, apparently we left on time because a couple of uh, old school guys may have picked this promoter up off the ground and held him up in the air upside down and shook all the money out of his pockets. <laughs> However, you did get one thing out of that entire convention. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh yes I did no comment <laughs> everything's no comment can't talk about it on this show Jesus Christ you know, the hell? <laughs> yeah, we gotta we got we gotta censor ourselves due to due to uh contractual objections wait Who's is she the, still uh, under, is she still under contract uh who her the one we're talking about uh no, and I'm, ta- I'm talking about the 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 uh, hey kid catch. Oh, you can tell that one. Go ahead. All right. So somebody may or may not have, have uh, gotten a hold of Lex Luger's Mean Joe Green uh, jersey. Yes, I did. did. I got his. <laughs> I, got, I was trying to be nice about it, but hey, whatever. Well, okay, go with it. So, how did okay. you get the jersey? <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not have been a person who gained that jersey from Luger who then I may have introduced her to the wonderful world of Puerto Ricans and so she may have went hey kid catch and threw at me this Lex Luger's Mean Joe Green Steelers jersey <laughs> <laughs> and I may have said Wow, thanks, former WWE diva. (laughs) (laughs) And now Tony has it. Tony Lucasio now has that jersey because I gave it to Tony as his wedding gift because he's a diehard Steelers fan. (laughs) So 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 the week so the week of that wedding, I drive down to pick up this gentleman from Charlotte. (laughs) Two weddings in one fucking day. 
Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was two. It was fucking nuts. Anyway, uh, this is when I was already dating my future wife at the time, so I was already out of the game. But uh, I, I go, I drive down to Charlotte, and next thing you know, I'm there waiting on him to get there because I got to get back home because I got to drive back to Taswell. And next thing you know, I turn around, I go, I hear, "Hey, kid, catch!" And of course, uh, you know, I already see the jersey in the in the air. I already know what this is, so of course, I grab it and just go, <laughs> "Wow." Thanks, Mean Joe. <laughs> that was that was probably one of the best worker bachelor parties in the history of mankind, and those stories will never get out. There's one story I can tell. At one point, a southern wild, a certain wild-eyed southern boy may have been sprawled out on the bed trying to go to sleep, and I may have stole said wild-eyed southern boy's black wrestling trunks that he wore that night <laughs> and stripped down to nothing and put white tape on my ankles. <laughs> and I may have started doing this with my hands and I got up <laughs> on this fucking table that was right there to jump off onto him. I'm so and glad that hotel is now destroyed. My big fat ass destroyed this like... It, it wasn't even a table. What are the? It was a nightstand. Yeah. For like, you know, where you put the little lamp and shit. Yeah. It exploded. I missed the bed completely. Tracy goes, so what the hell was that? So I finally, I immediately pop up from hiding under the bed and go, brother! Jump off <laughs> oh, Jimmy! <laughs> so that's actually the second, that, that, that ties into another fun EA story. Hold on, him. I'm not done with it oh, yet. I'm not done sorry. with it yet. There's more. Oh, like, wait, there's more. We didn't know what to do with the table. So I immediately folded I took the legs and everything and broke the rest of them off and I stuffed it under the bed. So when housekeeping came the next day, like and, and I moved the lamp over to the other side. So it just looked like this room had like a, a, a nightstand and then like another nightstand <laughs> instead of the three nightstand gimmick. And I moved the chair over here. They never got charged for the missing fucking nightstand. And I always wondered who was the sucker that got busted with the broken nightstand under the bed. <laughs> that, that place was shut down like two years later, and it finally got destroyed this year. What was it? It was it like fun- a Howard Johnson, wasn't it? It was a Howard Johnson turned into the Magnuson. Yeah, it was the Howard Johnson right there on Kingston Pike. Yeah. Yep, it's no longer there no more. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. No, no, no more. Um, it's I live I live right across the street from it, so. Remember, yeah, you do. I did see it, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's the old Hojo." Yes. So that also brings up to uh, one of the South Carolina stories of uh, <laughs> my wife. You you somehow get us get us uh, find us this hotel room in 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 Myrtle Beach with my wife, and you decide to do the Superfly once again. Well, no, and... there was a reason I did it. I did it because it was you and your girl. And then it was me and my girlfriend at the time, yes. who her grandfather is a famous academy. Uh, what's the Emmys is for TV? Yeah, uh, yes, he's an Emmy award winning actor and like a Broadway Tony actor award winner. Uh, fucking the greatest guy to ever live. This guy was the fucking best. I loved him. Couldn't stand her, but um, so I got us a two bed king si- queen size bedroom, and I said. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to get a separate room. And you were like, how? 
So I get up on the fucking ledge of the of the window, and I super fly off to break the bed. As soon as I break the bed, I call down to the front desk, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I just go to sit down on my bed, and it's broken. Oh, we're so sorry. Uh, we'll upgrade your room. <laughs> so they put us right next door in a room that had like a full kitchen and a queen-size bed and everything. So we had separate rooms for the night. So yes, if you ever, <laughs> that's the oldest trick I got in the book every time. As soon as I get to a room and it's like five of us, I go, okay, I got this, guys. <laughs> Break the bed. Immediately call down to the front desk. What the hell is this? They automatically give us another room for free. And so you pay for one room, but you get two. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It works, that, brother. I'm a road warrior. <laughs> that was a fall down, man. Exactly. <laughs> Tell them all your secrets. Yeah. Yes. Well, so tonight, so since last uh, two weeks ago, Lou had a wonderful uh, episode of favorite ECW matches. Our boss said, why the fuck won't you do that with me? So oh, I, I really didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, kid. Well, no, anyway. Wayne was a diehard ECW fan. He actually went to the I, ECW. I still have my ECW shows. figures right over on the other side of me there. Yeah, he has his figures. But more importantly, he went not only to the Elks Lodge, he went to I Deer Park. To Elks Lodge. Where'd you go? Deer Park? I've always went to Philadelphia. Yeah, the only thing I went to Deer Park for was uh, other. Yeah, I wouldn't go to. Oh, USA Pro. (laughs) 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 I only been there twice, two times. That's it. Fucking seven-hour wrestling events with like ten thousand names on them. (laughs) Literally, USA Pro. Frank Goodman used to run it. He now lives in uh, Florida, and he runs shows again once in a blue moon. He would run uh, Deer Park, Long Island, and he would run. The Elks Lodge of Queens, New York. He would overload these shows with names. So you'd see like Just Incredible, Raven, Little Guido, Balls Mahoney, Crowbar, um, Snooka, fucking like Kevin Sullivan, Norman Smiley. He'd bring in all these names all the time. Mm. And, um, you know, every so often, I mean, on every show, you'd get a gem or two in there that you never thought you'd see. Like, we got that was the first time anybody ever got to see Tajiri versus Loki. They got to see Amazing Red versus Super Crazy. Um, Balls Mahoney did like a whole fucking crazy ass death match with uh, Low Life Louie that ended with a legitimate crucifixion. Like, literally, Balls Mahoney put uh, Louie on the cross, took nails, and hammered his hands into the damn cross. Good God. Yeah, that low life Louie don't fuck around, okay? Low life Louie is <laughs> low life Louie never gets enough credit for how fucking crazy of a deathmatch wrestler he was. And um but you'd also have these ticket seller battle royal matches that were hell on earth because it was like the worst of the worst of the Long Island and New York scene indie guys who just wanted to be on the show. Mm. And um oh my god. Like, you'd see Rockshaw in that match. You'd see The Voice. You'd see um, a bunch of kids from, like, these from these Long Island wrestling schools that were just no good. And uh, Steven D'Angelo, who was the announcer for ECW in New York, his nickname was Horshack, he would get so annoyed with these matches. He'd go, all right, five minutes left in this battle royal. And you'd see everybody start flying out and everything's like, 
well, two minutes left in this battle royal. He would count down and go, five, four, three, two. And if they didn't eliminate you're like, oh, that's it. You both lose. You didn't win. Get out the ring now. <laughs> Money's on the dresser. I'm done with you. Yeah, he just, he, he, he was so agitated with that because we'd get to see like, because, you know, it would be like just incredible versus Kid Cash would be the next match. You know, which at that time, we're talking like 2001, 2002, just incredible Kid Cash. So they're both still in amazing shape. Yeah. And, you know, people would want to see that. and But we had to deal with this ticket <laughs> seller bullshit. No one wants to see with these fuckers that are freaking in this battle royal. <laughs> yeah, there was that. And then Goodman, who was trained in the AWA, he would wrestle on the cards as the masked maniac. And he would come out there, and he's still got a big chest and big arms, but he has this giant fucking gut on him. And he still had, he was rocking, I swear to God, until 2005, he was still rocking the the crew cut mullet. (laughs) He was still rocking that crew cut mullet. And whoever was like the biggest jabroni indie guy on the card, he would wrestle them, and I swear to God, I watched that man pull down another wrestler's pants, bare ass, and stick a hot dog up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like he would do, he was just the, that was like his big move. He'd get in the ring, he'd make, he'd pull your ass out of your trunk, so that he'd stick a hot. And none of them had trunks; they all wrestled like in like blue jeans with like a cut off sleeveless shirt. And he would literally like take out a hot dog and like. Fucking sticking up their ass was like his big finishing move. And he was just the worst wrestler. He was the worst. Well, he knew he was a terrible wrestler. He knew he was like, at that time, he had to be about 48 years old. He knew that, you know, he he had like, he had your typical Long Island muscle guy look. You know, the big arms, big chest, big shoulders, but then like the big fucking barrel belly. Yeah, You know, he knew he couldn't wrestle. Yes, tiny head. With the fucking crew cut mullet. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could find pictures of Goodman right now, but I have to use my phone because if I use my laptop, I'll have we'll have twenty three seconds of delay. <laughs> now, Wade. But yeah, I, like you said, I was a huge fan of ECW, and I would always go to the Philadelphia shows. Those are the best, you know. You had to go to the ECW arena. It was always fun. You, you know, you're going to have a good time at those shows. You know. Well, also there was always big surprises. Every ECW Correct. arena show. You, they had to have a debut of some sort, whether it was a wrestler or it was a big surprise and they'd kill the lights and then have the wrestler come yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, that became the big deal. And as a matter of fact, in my match, we have one of the biggest surprise entrants tonight. Um, James, I know you have your match picked, but I'll tell you what, Wayne, we got you here first. And I'm a real big fan of this first match you picked. Yeah. Uh, so Wayne, why don't you tell us a little bit about your pick? Oh, I really don't remember it too much. It's been a long time since I didn't even watch this uh, when I picked it. Where'd he go? Oh, he's gone. Um, it is the Terry Funk versus Sabu uh, barbed wire match. Um, God, I, yeah, I haven't watched this in years. So now you're both gone, and you leave me here on my own. Welcome to Rat Saddle Review. <laughs> and now you have no, you have no, uh, you're on mute. Yeah, well, that's because my wife was asking me something. Anyway, um, she want to be part of the show. I was giving you your time to shine. I was giving I you there is your no, I have time. No. You know, you are a podcast host. You should be able to just knock this one out of the park. No. You're talking about one of your favorite matches at ECW, no. and yeah, you're just coming out here and you're laying 
the biggest 911 ever there. The entire Philly crowd would be going out of your fucking mind. Be like, get this fucking guy out of here. What the fuck he, is this? He put me on the spot. And you know what? If I would have known I had to give like a, a speech about this fucking match, I would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't but watched it for 20, saw, 30 years. So I, I saw James remember. left and I thought it'd be funny as fuck to just walk away <laughs> while you were fucking talking about this too. <laughs> It was my entertainment. It was great. It was great. I'm, I'm entertained by it. I had to like my dog wanted to walk out and freaking the door was open. I was ready to go in the middle of it. You know, I don't want to make my wife mad while she's on the phone with her dad and all that crud. You know, you don't want to have, have the father-in-law here. Oh fuck! You know, really fast or anything like that. So I'll give a little background but, on this. Uh, since Wayne doesn't uh, remember, a will you wait a minute now? <laughs> All right. Oh, the boss is talking. Get down. <laughs> down. Hold on, folks. For all the confusion, ready. you know, I'm talking and everybody disappears. Uh, oh. no, the one cool thing about this match is, I, I think it was like the first match I seen that was pretty much like very uh, violent. You know, with all the barbed wire. I never, I've never heard of that being done in wrestling. You know, at that time, as far as I, because I always watch WWF stuff, so you know, I never heard of anything. That. So watching this, uh, I think it was actually on TV, right? They, they showed well, not the clips. original version, but they showed clips of the. Yeah. yeah, they showed clips of it, and it was the last Bob Wire match in ECW history because they knew they would never be able to top it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and as you watch this, that you can see that because it's just it's it's you know it's bloody, it's gory, and it's uh it's just it's yeah. it's pretty cool, you know. Just it's hard to watch in some spots, but it's it's a fun match. Is it's also where, one where of Sabu slices his bicep open. And oh yeah, crazy glue. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah you see him actually crazy glue and sports tape it up in the middle of the match. Nice. And uh, well, you got to remember this match was the setup. This was the last arena show before their second pay per view, Hardcore Heaven. And it's the heavyweight title match between Terry Funk and Sabu. The winner of this match is supposed to go on to face Shane Douglas in the title match at Hardcore Heaven. And so this is what led to the three-way match. They brought back the original three-way dance, which was Sabu, Terry Funk, and Shane Douglas, due to the actions of this match. And the finish to this match, to me, is always the craziest fucking finish in wrestling history. And this is why I've always thought it was just the greatest thing ever. So, James, let's go ahead and start running this one. So you did a better job at <laughs> telling that than I did. And you told me to shut up when I was trying to help you. I hope you're happy. I am happy. I'm happier that you explained it better. But like, yeah. you know, you're, you're you a wrestling historian. I, I know. I, I remember this stuff, but off the top of my head, no. Yeah. Now, if you oh. notice, they're doing, it's not like the old NWA or Memphis Bob Wire matches where it's just, the one rung of, of bob wire, two rungs of bob wire in between the ropes. This is a full no rope bob wire match. Yeah. So did they take this from FMW or did, or was this before uh, predates no. FMW? FMW was doing these style bob wire matches, but the original no rope bob wire match originally happened in Puerto Rico, believe it or not, and it was between Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher. Okay. So I just every time you, every time I hear Puerto Rico and I and you know you're not talking about the colognes I'm always thinking of of Ron Fuller's story about the Bahamas for some reason and all the crazy shit that would happen in the Bahamas when when Ron Fuller was there. Well, but as you the, can the see, the colognes yeah. owned a piece of the Bahamas at the time, and so that's why you would see that shit. 
Okay. And um, yeah, so Kevin Sullivan was actually the American who lived down there. What the hell just happened? It, it, it's buffering because my for my some reason my internet decided to uh, take a absolute shit the last yeah. two minutes. So uh, I'm waiting. Well, I'm letting it. I'm letting it work itself out here. I got a funny. For, I got a funny story. So white people who lived in the Bahamas, the Bahamians, uh, they were called Comanche Joes. And so Kevin Sullivan had the people believing that he was a Comanche Joe. And that's the only reason why he didn't get fucking killed on that island. And their whole deal was they had to put over the big star over there, which was Tiger Tyree. And uh, so, yeah, so that's how Kevin Sullivan got away with it long enough. But then when they finally did the angle where they beat uh, Tiger Tyree, they literally had to put them in a van and drive them to the airport. And they said the plane might get delayed. So they had a boat waiting for them, put them on the boat and drove them and put them on the fucking boat straight to Puerto Rico to get out of harm's way. <laughs> uh, so it's going about as good as my uh, buffering on my on my side here. The uh, wonderful WWE Network's like, oh, you're not pulling this shit again, pal. <laughs> it's not on but, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the whole match is on YouTube. It, it, it is. However, we're not using YouTube at the moment, and my RAM limiter is is rocking a pretty steady limit. I'm actually it's doing okay. I don't know why it's getting that it's ass kicked here, but it is getting call it ramrod. Next. Yes, call ramrod. <laughs> I ordered a liter of fucking cola, which is so, for giving so me some ready. goddamn cola. When are we going to see the newest episode of The Right Opinion? It's on uh, today. I just uploaded it. <laughs> <laughs> and he is pissed. Let me tell you that. He is pissed. He did really? not even appreciate what happened last week either. So Really? It's, it's, a, it's, a, very, it's a good episode. Listen to it. Give it a listen. Well, give us some insight into it because I'm really interested. No, because I, I, I no. Listen to it. Go to RatsOutReview.com. Give me and, some ideas and, uh, so we know what happens. Like, like, what are some of the I don't topics know, you cover? I don't know. I, I, well, I listened to it. Uh, what? The dang Antifa infiltrated. No, no, he was he was pissed at everybody. Right, specific <laughs> things I don't remember. I was listening to it in the background. I actually have to listen to it again to get what he was saying. But I, he had a lot of f words on that show. And he usually, <laughs> Alexa, used, play like the newest that, episode so. of The Right Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he even stopped his intro. He was so pissed. Playing the latest episode, Social Distancing. Welcome to the Right Opinion Podcast. No, that's not it. Alexa, stop. Uh, well, well, I guess. Actually, uh, uh, Alexa, uh, play Rat Salad Review. Alexa, play Rat Salad Review Podcast. I believe it was the last episode I uploaded. Here's Rat Salad Review Network from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Music is like episode 34. Oh, no. Turn that crap off. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? He's back, folks. How do I record an episode? How do I get my shit to the people like to listen? How do I get money for my podcast? We're going to just listen to the newest episode of Music is Life. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. So uh, thank thank you, Anchor. Because yes, we're back now. Up. Oh, oh. oh, why Jesus is that the like Christ. the most jankiest looking pile driver ever? 
Uh, a lot of moves in this match fun. was. Oh, see, that was that's uh, real. <laughs> yeah, you can't see, fake real no, Bob Wire. Yeah. How do you fake Bob Wire, Wade? Tell me. He really, he really can't. Okay, there is no even if even, even if you shorten it, you're still gonna get something. You know, you, it's not. So, so do you, do you know what barbed wire was meant to do for the cattle and everything in the in the what in the West? And here's where Sabu gets his bicep ripped off and look at his. Oh, fucking face. Ah. oh yeah, I think they, they beat that out, didn't they? Yes, they did. So you know, you know what barbed wire oh, is meant no, to do, right? I, it's not I, supposed I, to cut you, and it's it, it, it hurts, but it's also not supposed to cut you. Do you know what you know what barbed wire does? It's supposed to stick you and hold you in place to die. Yes. Yeah. Well, not to die, but to to make you not get out. Right. Yes. And and up oh, there goes your tights. Ah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, See, that's that's my care. biggest fear. That's my biggest fear. Because I don't wear drawers under my tights. <laughs> you and fucking Seneca, big... can you please not free ball it while in the middle of grappling, please? We're, we're Latinos. We don't wear fucking under tights. God damn. Yeah, I'm wearing That's like three layers, making sure my cuff is like, you know, completely, you know, secure so it doesn't move around. And here you are just fucking free balling it. Yes, absolutely. Now, at this point, Samu realizes it, it's not bleeding. So he's really fucked up because that's how deep the wound is, that it's not bleeding. So he's telling Fonzie, get me some tape. He just told Fonzie that. So now Funk goes into it. It was always uncomfortable watching Terry sell this stuff. As we're just going to keep this here. Alexa, see this. Yeah. continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but for some reason, my freaking wonderful fiber Alexa, internet decided resume. it wanted to just suck balls. And I don't know why the WWE Network just decided to go like, hey, you know what? Fuck your show. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you, Louis. Thank you for the comedic interlude. Beyond Music is Life. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, so hard all day. I love Anchor because it allows me to record. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Thank you, Anchor. Can you please give us more money? Please, for the love of God. I, we, we're over a dollar on Anchor now, actually. Really? You know, I've got to tell you, Louie actually has like the perfect audio voice, though, for doing voiceover work and stuff. He's always had that great. He's got that perfect middle-of-the-road voice for it, even though he's got that heavy Queen's accent. I hear Sabu just beat the fuck out of Terry with a chair, and his arm is starting to give way. Yep. Oh, so he's... Oh. Oh. And Terry just keeps running himself into it. You see, now, Wade, if you look at it, you'll see it's not actually clipped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you see how long it is. Yeah. No, that's not clipped, uh, barbed wire. Yeah, right there, yeah. 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 This is just oh, <laughs> blood and fucking guts of everything going on here. And I don't know. I do not know why. Just it does not want to play this. I think I think AT&T is trying to tell me something here. <laughs> Did you forget the to pay your of, bill, James? Oh no, actually, I haven't. Actually, sir, I've I've got that scheduled for Friday. 
um, on my payday. Because I'm like fall down men. Uh, I have a, a uh, you know scheduled time to get paid. So, right. What the hell is the fuck on auto draft? I don't know what that is. Look at the sadness in both their faces when I say he that because just... they know I'm he, not. He lying. froze. <laughs> now he's froze. I am not uh, frozen. No, uh, JL. Yeah, I was frozen. Yeah. Oh. I thought, yeah. I, I, I freeze because for Alexa, some reason my. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep this going. Like some we'll pause. Just, oh, oh, God. Oh. Oh. No, that's oh, it. That's where he ripped it. That's where he ripped it right there. Watch uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Alexa, stop. Yeah, now, yeah, oh. now, now we know something's wrong. That's, that's where he rips it. He's just like, oh, fuck me. See, because it was always in the commercial. He's telling Fonzie, I need tape. At this point, he's literally yelling at Fonzie, go get me some tape, damn it. So you see Fonzie ah, running to the back. Now, if this was you, what would you do if that happened to you? Go get some fucking tape. I got to finish this <laughs> shit. Look at that thing. You would, you would carry on with the match? Yeah. Show must yeah. go on. Fuck it. I've dislocated three fingers and made the ref pop all three back into place. <laughs> I won an That's MMA fight though. with a dislocated toe. You could you could die from you did. Blood, and you see Sam who's taking bumps and still taping his fucking still taping arm. Up his arm. Yeah. He's just the, like the, I gotta still, stop this still bleeding. The, I gotta go. Still the fun the funniest part of that entire night of you fighting with a dislocated toe was that it didn't stop you the night the night the after party afterwards. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, like God. literally in the middle of the MMA fight, you see me go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, luckily, you have a friend that is just yelling at you the entire time, just dog cursing you the entire fucking time. And this book, because you had told me beforehand, you were like, uh, this dude's a white supremacist. And I started like you immediately, like, like you and Brandon just start immediately pushing me of- out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yes. God damn. You start pushing me out the fucking door because yes. you know I'm about to go off on this motherfucker. Yes. And now this is <laughs> oh. this is the worst fucking feeling in the world right here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now watch. Yeah. Watch it get stuck. Watch it get stuck uh. in Sabu's back. Uh. It gets stuck. Oh, there it is. It got stuck in his fucking arm and his leg. He's like, God damn it, Terry. His hair's caught on the... Yes, he's completely uh. stuck all the way around. And here comes Sabu now. Leg drops him through the thing. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Now, now look at look at oh, Terry's just getting <laughs> just stuck up in, in this ball <laughs> of bob wire. He's taking the fucking uh, rigging everything with him. I just I love the psychology of this of Terry not wanting to lose it. I mean, he's bloody. He's wrapped up in this fucking ball. He just was put through a table. Uh, oh, they didn't show where where he ripped uh, he ripped Fonzie's shirt and started whipping Fonzie in the back with the bob wire. I mean, they're just doing everything here to try and get this match over. And I'm just look at Fonzie. Fonzie's bleeding. Funk's bleeding. Everybody's bleeding. Is 53 years old during this match. Now, watch this. They hid more bob wire under the ring. Can, can I get bad ideas for 100, Alex? <laughs> yeah, now, watch, now, watch what Sabu does here. 
And, and watch his face here. And, uh, it's wrapped around his ass and his back, and he's just fucking dying. And now he's gonna let Trump take Now, here's the problem. <laughs> You're all They're tangled fucked. up. <laughs> They're fucked in a very awkward position. <laughs> and look at the bob wire right on Terry's fucking face. Mm-hmm. And around Sabu's fucking groin. Ugh. Now look at Fonzie. He's got the clippers and he's trying to clip them just enough to get out. And of course, Terry Funk is going to still stay hooked <laughs> up the whole time to him. And he's like, no, we're not going to unclip it, damn it. It's stuck in <laughs> Sabu's hair. It's, it's, it's fucking Fonzie's hair. It's everywhere. They're trying to oh. figure out how the fuck to get back in the ring now. Look at the Fonzie. Fonzie's like, I'll help you, daddy. Here comes Fonzie. Fonzie and the ref have to help him back in the ring just to do the fucking finish. <laughs> like, this is sick. Terry Funk is 54 years old mm. in this match doing this shit with Sabu. So now, like, they can't move. They're literally stuck. I remember I had the actual VHS of this board to be wired. Look at that. It's right in his fucking mouth. Oh. It's in his throat. It's in his fucking mouth. <laughs> Just uh, fucking cover me. Look, look around Sambu. He's got it like in his side there. Yeah, he's got it all over him too. It's all in his gut and his groin and everything too. And Terry Funk still kicks out because he's like, we can keep going. Come on, we can keep going, partner. And Sambu's like, damn it, Terry. We're fucked. We can't fucking do it, Terry. We are fucked. I am stuck to you. I can't get out of this. <laughs> He's like, oh, we can uh, keep going. Uh, <laughs> so Sabu realizes, wait, Terry really is stuck, so let me just fucking do this. <laughs> and so Sabu... <laughs> and Terry fucks like, going, you uh, son of a bitch. Yeah, but now here's the real problem. They're really stuck. Mm-hmm. So look, so I don't know if they show this on the TV version, but Fonzie and like three other mm-hmm. people come out and start clipping them out. And the entire time that that's happening, the doctor that they had on staff was actually Raven's roommate at the time. He was a podiatrist. And um, I'm pretty sure the next clip you're going to see is the interview afterwards where he's stitching Sabu up. And uh, But the funniest thing is, because Raven was like really worried, he's like, do you know what the hell you're doing? And the doc, and the doc, and the guy who's, who's Raven's roommates told Raven, this is back, backstage story, I save lives. And he's like, you're a podiatrist. You don't fucking save anyone's life. You just fucking fix their feet. He's They're like, actually still trying guys. to get them untangled today. Yeah, yeah. look at that shit. Look at Sabu right there. Oh, God. That's just, oh, God. Look at that. Right by his fucking face. They're still right trying by, to right, Almost right in his ah! eyes. Yeah. You see, and, and this is why I say fucking Sabu was worth... Sabu and Terry Funk should both be fucking millionaires, man. Because, I mean, who the fuck was doing... Look at that. Sabu's just saying, fuck it. Just take the fucking tights. <sighs> and I mean, it's just... Oh, hold on, because I really think the promo's next. All right, all right. And okay, okay. We can, I wanna... the... WWF that has rebuilt their company by copying ECW. Oh, uh, yeah. We got the... The ECW is the originator. The greatest commentator ever. Yes. The old, he, 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 he was like him and Gordon Soley. They fucking, they were the only guys who could do a one-man show carrying a, a company. Yeah. Anyway, They're the only anyway, guys who could. 
Oh, you're I'll stop it. Just because yeah, yeah, yeah. of his fucking Please. political views? No. I'm not talking about his, his views. I'm just... I, we haven't done I believe it's more of your guys' uh, East Coast vibe. It's the East Coast vibe. You guys are getting Southern wrestling. To get listen to this. Yeah. Listen to him, though. Joey's really passionate. Like, listen to what he's saying right here. He caught your attention, you know? Touch the canvas, let alone barbed wire. Tell you what, WCW Uncensored, inspired by ECW, it's on Sunday night, March 14th. They don't need our publicity, Lord. And that's all you're gonna get because it uh, it it crapped out. You got <laughs> my fiber internet, folks, is the greatest thing ever. Alexa, uh, resume anyway. Resuming that salad with me. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be better. Music. Allegedly. Music is life episode 34. The round table's top 10 points. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. We're finally. We'll be using anyways. The round okay. table. <laughs> anyway. I wonder, how do you so, skip to the next episode? I wonder how you do that. Alexa, next episode. You literally say Alexa, next episode. Do you really? Alexa, previous episode. Playing the right opinion. Invasion of the following podcast. They beeped out the title. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that cute shit this week. I'm pissed off. I got a lot to talk about, and I got a lot of people I'm pissed off at. I got a list of people. I'm looking at it right now. He has a list. Is his peepees hurt? away here. This podcast is not for children or liberals or any of the fucktards that decided to take it upon themselves to ruin everything good about one of the greatest political movements in modern history. Alexa, stop. So there you go. The right opinion. (laughs) The intro. In my, you know what? I actually do want to hear that. I really want to listen to that. Actually, you know what? I actually. To him, and, and it is kind of interesting. Um, I, I completely disagree with. Him. No, he's a very intelligent human being. He, he really is able, very intelligent. Has, I'll give him this credit. He has the way. He has the Ben Shapiro way of sounding really, really smart while talking really, really fast. <laughs> he makes he makes very good points for some things that the Republicans are good about. They are yes. He can defend them on certain things, but. I'm really interested to hear his point of view on this because that's unexpected. I'll be honest with you, that's unexpected. So I'm actually very interested to see what he has to say about all that. So, James, what do you have for your episode today, sir? Well, you know what? That's actually good good because hopefully this one actually runs because um, I'm going back to the pay-per-views because, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a lot of ECW <laughs> Hardcore TV growing up because it didn't get out west that far. So I'll, all I have are the pay-per-views and yes. I'm probably going to give, this is probably the greatest technical wrestling match ECW ever had. Would you agree? Ooh. EA? You know, that's fuck. You know that? Well, I don't know what you picked. I picked Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam, hardcore heaven 99. Oh, I almost, picked I that think those were some of the best, not technical, but the best showcases of the uh, easiest way to put it, these match fuck. Okay, these yeah. matches fuck, and they fuck hard. Yeah, these. Jerry yeah, they... Lynn and Van Dam put on spectacles that were undeniable, and they were always great. So I'm really glad you picked us. 
I was gonna, uh, I was gonna, I will admit, I was gonna go with uh, Jerry Lynn versus Justin Credible because uh, from Heat Wave '98 because I love that, I love that match. Yeah. But watching it and then watching this match, it, it, you could tell that yeah, these two were made to wrestle each other. This is kind of like the the yeah. the the steamboat macho man where these are two freaking artists and they're painting yeah. their masterpiece. Now, um, now my um, favorite Jerry Lynn matches that never made TV was they did a whole house show run and I went to the Schenectady show and at the Schenectady show, Jerry Lynn and Lance storm had a match that had no bumps. They did not take one bump in the match it was just roll-ups reversals and everything and they i watched that minutes. match and it was amazing it's a masterpiece is it on youtube now it was on youtube i don't know if it's still there but i know it was on youtube well i know if you go to I pick that one too because i love i love lance storm and and, and jerry lynn doing no yeah, bumps and, and those because i'm not a big high spot guy you know and that's yeah. the crazy thing those ecw fan cam videos some of those matches are just Unbelievable. There's a Shane Douglas, Louis Spicoli match from the Sports Fest in Staten Island for the ECW TV title that still to this day I say is one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen. But as and here's see, Rob I, Van Dam. I, I'm just I will know I'm just I was gonna let you go because I just wanted to start the intro because you could just yeah. see that everyone's throwing shit at him because he's he's doing the whole fucking show, but he's also kind of being the smarmy asshole, which is just great. So Wait, people are throwing shit at him. This uh, I don't know. Is this the ECW Hardcore right? Heaven? No, no where? this is hardcore. hardcore Heaven. This is from uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio. No, oh, this, this is from is Ohio. Cobb County, Cobb County, Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> okay, is this the Georgia match? Okay. No, this is Ohio because fucking this Maurice, the, yeah. yeah, this is the one in uh, Dayton, Ohio, at the uh, Montgomery County Fairgrounds. But that's absolutely. I need which to do one this. this one is. Minnesota, Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I want to hear Fonzie. And to my left, accompanied to the ring by the man who calls it right down the middle, the manager of champions, Bill Alfonso. <laughs> Still probably one of the greatest Ray intros of Rob Van Dam from this time. Yep. From Bath Creek, Michigan. He is the current ECW World Television Champion, Mr. Pay-Per-View, Rob Van Dam. And the, I, I still to this, I don't know sorry, how Steven DeAngelis didn't lose his voice and just fucking every time. Because <laughs> he was just a madman when he was announcing that. It's funny. I, I never knew Fonzie was a, um, a referee in WWF back in the day. Until oh, like, he was know, way after. Fonzie was a manager yeah. in Florida. The infamous Bruiser Brody versus uh, Lex Luger cage match, where fucking Brody started beating the shit out of Luger, so Luger just climbed out of the cage and left. Fonzie was the referee for that match. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Fonzie was a referee for Florida for NWA. Uh, for the WWF, he was actually uh, the guy in charge for Giant. He had the Tim, like how Tim White was Andre the Giant's handler. When they brought Giant Gonzalez in, because Fonzie speaks Spanish, uh, Fonzie was Giant Gonzalez's handler. And another funny thing about Fonzie that I always love is Fonzie, he doesn't know whether he loves me or not. See, if he, if he, if he just acknowledges your existence, your brother, 
but if he loves, but if he loves you, your daddy. So uh, <laughs> when I did that show in November, it's like Fonzie, how you been? He's like, I'm doing great, bratty. <laughs> he, he called me uh, bra- uh, bratty, and we're like, okay, so you're. And so Sabu goes, oh, so you're on the fence with him. He's like, I, I don't know. I was like, Fonzie, it's me. And then all of a sudden, when I explained to Fonzie who I was, he's like, oh, daddy, it's so good to see you, daddy. (laughs) Fonzie looks great now. Fonzie's completely clean. He looks looks younger now than he did then. Mm. You know, Mm. Fonzie's really turned his life around, and he looks great. He's now uh, managing uh, Vin Vinicius, the Brazilian monster down in Florida. Um. I love Fonzie. Fonzie's always been one of the boys. Crazy as fuck. So him, the great Muda, when he was the white ninja, and uh, Cactus Jack, and one more person, they all rode in Florida. They had to go through Crocodile Alley. Or is it Alligator (laughs) Alley? Alligator Alligator Alley. Alligator Alligator Alley Alley in Florida. And this is in the early 80s. They ran over an alligator. And so it's a no. You could go to jail in Florida for hitting for hitting an alligator in Alligator Alley for poaching if you don't have like the fucking uh, hunter ticket and all that shit. So they put it in the trunk of the car. They get it's dead, and they were going to figure out everything to do with it afterwards. All of a sudden, they start hearing pa 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 pa. They open the trunk. The alligator's still alive, but its jaw is broken, so it's trying to open its mouth. So Fonzie. Immediately, just to terrify, it was the Great Muda and uh, not Ma- uh, Masa Saido. So to fucking pop them, he opens the fucking mouth of the alligator and stuck his head inside. <sighs> He's a fucking madman. I've loved fucking Fonzie. Can, can we just appreciate like the 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 how much in shape Jerry Lynn and RVD is in this match? I mean, this is our prime. Oh yeah, this and, is this is I want to say RVD's twenty eight here and Jerry's thirty eight. Yeah, you know that's the thing sorry. everybody forgets. Jerry at this point he's about 30, he's my age here, Jerry. And the funny thing is, if you watch the early days of TNA, Kid Cash is wearing those tights because he bought them from Jerry Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> those were actually gonna... Jerry Lynn's Mister JL tights. He had like a matching top and a mask for those and the purple ones that he would wear. So he just said, fuck it, and got rid of the tops and the masks. And because that was his whole deal. He went to WCW. He wanted to do a mask gimmick. And in uh, WCW's wisdom, they named him Mr. JL. I remember that. Yes. It was great. It was wonderful. (laughs) Infinite wisdom. you know that 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 was the name that came up for Jerry Lynn's fucking character. Not you know something cool like, like Top Flight or fucking you know Flying J or something cool like that. Mister JL. Things had like they, they like run the gambit of like really cool names with really shitty gimmicks or really shitty names with great gimmicks. They never really hit the mark. Yeah. Well, Jerry Lynn has been great his entire fucking career. I remember him in AWA. He was really good there uh, when he was in the junior division towards the end. I remember him in fucking one, two, three kid when he was uh, X-Pac, when he was the lightning kid in global. They had a damn great junior heavyweight fucking uh, two out of three falls match. 
Um, I remember him in war, uh, war wrestling and romance. He was one of the cruiserweights there. He had some damn good matches. And then um, I remember him, you know, then coming to WCW and he did the most he could with the gimmick, but he was still in some great six man tag, like cruiserweight six man tags to open up the shows where he was working with the Lucha guys and the Japanese guys, always having great matches. And then when he came to ECW, he really hit his stride because they had him working with Justin Incredible when he first came in and Mikey Whipwreck and uh, great Sasuke and Tajiri and Super Crazy and uh, Mascara Del Mercedes and all these great talents. So finally, when he started working with Van Damme, you know, it was just one of those where like everybody was like, hey, you know, we got to do this. Actually, James. This works because not only is this an episode, uh, a pay-per-view, this was on the first ever episode of ECW on TNN. This was. So this is the reason why I remember it. Because I remember watching it on the ECW on TNN. Because I had TNN. That was one of the, when my my dad got the eight channel cable thing, TNN was on there. And I always remember watching Dukes of Hazzard. And then they said, oh, they're going to have ECW. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I was like, fuck yeah. Because I had watched it like every week. Like, oh, God. Okay. Bo, uh, okay, that's fine. But no, just fucking every movement, everything they did just made fucking sense and just fucking work. I so, mean, yeah, this I was, match is just a fucking clinic classic. I was watching this, and then I was going to go like, okay, you know, I'm still going to do Jerry Lynn Just Incredible, and I watched it, and uh, they just it, it, you can see the flaws in it, and I'm just like, this match is flawless. Yeah. <laughs> this match is fucking flawless. How can you say no to this match? Is Even this though, the, yes, is this the oh, first sorry. match that they had with each other, or is this which one is this? This would be the second ever match they had against each other. The first one they had um, was the one where they went Broadway on pay per view, which was the pay per view before. Yeah. Which was Guilty as Charged, and then this was hard because Guilty as Charged was like their spring pay per view, and Hardcore mm-hmm. Heaven was their summer pay per view. Yeah, and, I, just, um, I just remember all these matches are just so damn good, and yeah, like like it, 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 you know it's a good match when even like other guys are like, oh yeah, this is this is a great match because I think like when I found when I when I was looking up these matches, I think it was like one of them was like Adam Cole's favorite re- uh, wrestling match, and it's this one. It's like one of these. <laughs> Yeah, which you know, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I just love yeah. how they don't they don't waste any movement. Here comes Jerry. Pow. Yeah. And Van Dam. And, if you look at Van Dam, he's actually fucking got a he, he got busted open right over here on the side of his face at the beginning of the match. Everybody's eye. And here comes fucking Jerry. Jesus. <laughs> It's just and so funny. Gonna, yeah. It's it's funny watching these old matches compared to now, you know the stuff that's out <laughs> now. It's well, what's just, your opinion? What's your opinion on that, Wade? This is so much better. This this looks not planned out, you know, like today's stuff is. You know, and I'm sure they so you, did plan some of this stuff out, but you know, they call in the ring on this stuff and on new stuff they just don't. So, in your opinion, this just feels way more choreographed all the way through. I mean, uh, the new no, stuff, the more, more modern the, stuff is more choreographed, where this yeah. feels more like a fight. Right. 
And 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 I agree with most of that. Like uh, everybody shows the opening sequence in the J Cup between Ricochet and Will Osprey, and they go, "Oh my God, this is the greatest eight minutes of wrestling ever!" And I'm like, "This is a wonderful acrobatic choreographed routine. <laughs> it's it is a wonderful." Both. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say anything negative about the athletes performing oh, the moves because no. they are fantastic. Right. They are amazing. However, modern times, someone would do that move. Someone would be popping right back up right. instead of laying there like they're dead. Right. <laughs> As it is a bulldog off the top fucking rope. It's yeah. supposed to I, be powerful. It's supposed to have some impact. Yeah. I. Yeah. My whole thing is this: this these matches. They put me in mind of the old Dynamite Kid uh, fucking Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask matches. Now, if you watch this part right here, Jerry gets caught in the rope, smacks his head on the concrete, and he's legitimately out. Oh, no. This isn't the match where that happens. <laughs> nope. Nope. That was the first match. No, I thought, this, yeah, I thought that was, this was the match where Jerry legitimately got, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because here it is, right here. We still got time. Bam. Watch Jerry's head. Oh, oh fuck yeah. me running. Yep. And Jerry's out. Jerry is legitimately out right now. Like, Jerry is... I don't know if you've ever been really knocked out. It takes a few seconds to actually get knocked out when you get knocked out. Never been and right out. now, is it's, it's, it's white flash, fade to black. And Jerry... Is just white flash, and now he's faded to black. And watch Van Dam. Van Dam's like, "Oh fuck, Jerry's out." <laughs> <laughs> he's How at, are we gonna do this? I see, like, I see, I remember, he knew that. Yeah. You know, just doing that. Like not too long ago, on one of the newer wrestling shows, some I think it was an AEW show. One of the guys dragged the guy back in the ring, and the guy was completely out. Like he, he had no idea. Yeah, there was watching. an even cra- crazier one recently where. Uh, in- and uh, Dragon Gate, where the guy was knocked out, and the guy still did his fucking finish on the guy while he was knocked out, like a diving fucking moonsault press, and just made matters fucking worse. And it, it was a All big right. issue. This was a couple weeks ago. Now watch Van Dam. Jerry's starting to come too, so he's like, "Ah, right, let me get Jerry in the ring. I got you, buddy. <laughs> I got you, brother. <laughs> Here we go, brother. We'll get you back in. We'll finish it." This is this is like the okay. So he's like at the point where I uh, when I got remember, remember being knocked out and it being, I was awake. I saw the flash and I didn't yeah. go to black, but I saw the flash, and then yeah. trying to get up, attempting, wanting to, begging my body to get up and not being able to. It's just going lol. <laughs> you're, not, yeah. you're not doing so, this. You're so. Van Dam's trying to buy some time for Jerry right now. That's why Jerry's up. He's like, all right, cool. Go over the guardrail and just chill for a minute. And Fonzie's checking on him right now. And Van Dam's just trying to get the attention of the crowd right now. And he just got the okay from Fonzie. And we're about to see one of the craziest things as he clears the guardrail. Pow. And all this is right here is just buying time, buying time. But this is doing it, you know, right, not just yeah. hanging out at the at the, the the biggest criticism, you know, and 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 I hate it that he pointed it out to me, but Cornette pointing out the right. hiding out underneath the top uh, underneath the bottom rope over by the ring post just waiting for your spot time. Yeah. It is annoying. That's, yes, it really is. 
It is annoying that, and it, it's terrible. Yeah. And both companies Jerry's do it. kind of Jerry's yeah. at a point now where he's like, okay, I got my sense about me now. So now they're going to get ready to go back in. And Jerry's still out on his fucking feet, but damn it, he's <laughs> good enough. It's the, it's the two thousand. It's the early two thousands. All right, folks. It was a different world. <laughs> I, I, I the referee's like, going, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I am concussed." <laughs> There's I another great okay. fan cam show. I used to have the best of Van Dam Jerry Lynn uh, on the house show runs when they had these matches, and the very first one, Van Dam decides he's gonna fuck with Jerry, and so he just says. Somebody put something in my fucking beer. And they're going and going. And then Van Dam goes, I'm fucking stoned. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Rob Van Dam the the uh, the poster child of, hey, uh, you can be Ooh. stoned and still be an athlete? Van Dam? Him or, Mike, re- him or Michael Phelps? <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot more guys we could name, but Van Dam is one of those guys, too. He yes. absolutely is, especially if you buy the new RVD CBD line of products that are out. <laughs> uh, you know, I, my wife has been using those products, especially with the ones with the scant amount of THC in them, and they are terrific for her. Really? I unfortunately cannot have them and will not be able to have them because, well, I can't. But uh, and for this her, right she's I love this right oh. here. Tornado yep. DDT blocked right into the Northern Lights. Fucking gorgeous. That's what that's what always makes me enjoy these matches is that you know they make it. It's a it's a struggle, but you can see like the creativity of both these guys is is what makes these matches. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I mean, like I said, we're looking at two guys that. And I mean, to be honest, with you, I mean, Jerry, even past this, I mean, you look at his work fifteen years ago, he was still just. Jerry never had a bad year of wrestling. Jerry never, ever had a bad year. I mean, even on the Indies and Ring of Honor and MLW, Jerry was still just fucking... And WWE, when he had the junior heavyweight title run, he was still putting it out there. Bam! Look at that. Yep. And like, I, and I still enjoy that so Fonzie's in... Like, there is the storytelling of Fonzie's going to try to keep, you know, Rob Van Dam with the title, even though he might, you know, he's getting bested by Jerry Lynn at the moment. Yeah. And that oh. that right there, that <laughs> yeah, I know that hurt. I know that hurt, but God damn, did that look good? That's called a receipt. <laughs> Jerry just got <laughs> enough of his. Jerry just got enough of his brain back, and he went, "Oh, you motherfucker! I forgot you kicked me in the face. Fuck you." <laughs> and it, it just it just shows like the differences because like you know last week I, or two weeks ago I showed the Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome match and. How that's just brutality on brutality, and this is and this is a completely different style of matches. That's what that's what I will give ECW the credit is that they could have the stupid, crazy death matches or the big, brutal heavyweight matches, and then they could just have this, and then something completely different to quote Monty Python. Yes, it was the spice of life back then. I mean, I remember ECW Elks Lodge. We got to see Great Sasuke versus Tiger Mask number four when Tiger Mask number four debuted. Watch this. Was this is what I love about that, too. Ah. Oh, yeah, that little TikTok spot. The flip, flip, flip kick. Yeah. 
this this is what made me like when I started watching. I was like, "Oh, Rob Van Dam's fucking awesome!" Because like I would watch him do all this shit, and you've never seen this before in wrestling. Because I was watching Hulk Hogan uh, versus the you know Legion of Doom. Don't give me, don't hate on it. Love it. Still miss that King Curtis IAK being the the Taskmaster. Yes, <laughs> love but, it. No, this match, this match, I've always loved. I just always one thing that always annoyed me: Van Dam's hair ties never came out. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it, but his that hair ties hemp. never came out ever. They're and hemp, I actually man. made the better product. I made the I made the point to Rob once. I was like, bro, I seen your hair tie come out one time, and it's because you pulled it out when you did the double figure four spot on TV with Austin and uh, Triple H. And I was like, that's it. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I just been lucky. It never flew out. I, I love the story, like how he started, how he started with the Sheik, and the Sheik wanted to make him like this, like like a, another, like what was it, Putsky, like another Polish, the yeah, powerhouse type character. Yeah. And he was like, Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, Nah, man. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> In his Rob Van Dam way, because he's always stoned. Yeah. I just remember I saw Rob Van Dam on, on WCW TV as Robbie V, and he was doing the whole Van Dam Jean Claude Van Dam gimmick, and he was barefoot in a singlet. And then uh, he makes his debut. I was at his debut. It was him and Chris Jericho uh, at the Lost Italian Hall in Queens, New York, for uh, Big Apple Blizzard Blast. And uh, it's just crazy to think that you know Jericho. I, I mean, I was fucking thirteen. 13 at the fucking time and the career that both these guys have had and still have and still know. yeah yeah but to say you they're know, still Jericho's. going their their bots <laughs> yeah no i'm saying the career they had and the careers they're still having i mean granted they're both part-time performers now but the fact of like that they can both still perform at a high level i don't care what nobody fucking says jericho can still perform at a high level you just got to see who he's working with I mean, if you guys remember, the night after May, I think it was the Royal Rumble, where Van they had Van Dam and Jericho do a three-segment, 23-minute match on a classic. Raw. And it was, oh, it was a classic. It's still, to me, one of the best Raw matches of that 2010 to 2020 era. That, was that, that, that is still, like, that is the match. last Raw match I remember watching. Like, that, like, like, truly remember going, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And it's those two going yeah. at it. And you know, and you've got you all, know, and, and it's and it's not like they have great they don't have great performers there, they have great ones. It's just they don't have the time to do a classic match like that on TV. Well, I'll put it to you this way. That's the one thing I'm excited about this impact AEW crossover that they're doing now is hypothetically we could see Van Dam versus Jericho one more time. And we're gonna get to see Van Dam and Jericho put it together themselves without road agents without you know without uh <laughs> producers hell? behind it yeah i always thought that was a little clunky but hey it's probably man down. <laughs> that fucking hurt okay don't kid yourself that fucking hurt, that hurt. That's a you guys don't understand it. how hard van damme kicks people i could imagine look at those legs i can i wouldn't want to be kicked by one those are bombs that he has in his legs i don't want to get kicked by that you remember when I was a rosebud, right, James? Yes. So I'm a rosebud, 
And it's supposed to be uh, Oklahoma versus Rob Van Dam on Raw. And uh, at the time, me and Oklahoma were having this friendly rivalry where we just fuck with each other and go back and forth with Jerky Boy's comments. And, uh, <laughs> oh. there's, a, there's a very funny picture where you see on hard cam as Van Dam kicked Oklahoma's head off and is going to the top for the five-star frog splash. You just see this guy in a sombrero and poncho standing there with the biggest smile on his face as Van Damme's taking flight to land on Oklahoma. So the, the best part about that one. And everybody in the back that knew about me saw earlier in the night me and Oklahoma in, in catering, fucking with each other the whole time. I was like, to the point where like I may have went up to a certain... Mr. Rob Janikowski had said, hey, do me a favor. When you kick him tonight, I want you to kick his fucking dolphin teeth out of his fucking giant-headed little oh. tooth mouth. <laughs> so the, the best part about that is, is I, I never told you this, but because um, yeah. I texted you like going, oh, that was a cheeky, that was a good one, you cheeky fuck, or something like that. I, I did that. Was you running around the freaking, uh, running around the thing and you definitely decided to, I'm going to fuck with Zeb Coulter, the hardest ever. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with Dirty Dutch Mantel, and I'm going to do this right here on the middle of the hard camera, too. You make sure that you're in hard camera, too. That's the greatest thing about that, is that you made sure that you're on camera when you're fucking with him. Because, like, you try, you like almost start trying to climb up so that he has to run over there and kick at you. Yes. And I start fucking dying laughing. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what I actually said to Dutch was, this is for Puerto Rico, you son of a bitch. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Dutch was, Dutch was the booker at the time in Puerto Rico when I was down in Puerto Rico. And so I always messed with Dutch and I was like, they didn't pay me all my money. It's okay. I'll get it back from you one of these days. And so before we went out, I may have said to Dutch, hey, Dutchy, tonight's the night. Live on TV, I'm going to get you. <laughs> but we had oh. fun. Is it just me or does James sound like a robot right now? Uh, because I do. Because I do. Because my internet decided to take oh, a dump. Every time it buffers, it takes a dump. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, good, yeah, yeah. That's why... I, no, that was fucking hilarious, and I sat there watching you going like, oh, you son of a bitch, you're doing this on TV. <laughs> I actually, there there was a photo that was taken. Extreme replay. Blah. There was a photo that was taken in the back from Gorilla. I mean, well, not from Gorilla, but from the TV locker room. Someone got a picture because you obviously see me there just stopping, and I didn't realize I was on hard cam. <laughs> but they, um, they left me in hard cam just to watch Swag get five star frog splashed, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was that was that also was that also the night of the picture where you have a certain uh, uh, Strong's moan man, you have a mom, and you have a bunch of other people as famous rosebuds. Yes, that was yeah, the same that night. Was, yeah. uh, it was brought. Uh, we were the rosebuds that night. It was myself. Braun Strowman, Becky Lynch, Simon Gotch, uh, Breeze. No, Breeze, Breeze was not one of them. No, he was not one of them. He was the one in the mask. He was the he was the one in the mask. 
No, he was not the one in the mask. The the bunny. No, 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 I'm not talking about the bunny. There was one in the masquerade mask in the back. That was not Tyler Breeze. That was uh, Jesse Wilkes Booth was his oh, okay. name. He was a South Carolina worker that's legitimately related to John Wilkes Booth. So he's the worst American ever. Huh, even better. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, anyway, continue. No, yeah, yeah. He's His real name is Jesse Wilkes Booth, and he's legitimately related to John Wilkes Booth. Like, directly related. Like, you know, this is... Congratulations, you fucking killed our... Pre- your fa- oh, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> and, yeah, oops. Yeah. <laughs> and cue the you fucked up chance. Yeah. Because so, you knew uh, that was going to happen. Yeah. No, the bunny that night was... I don't give a fuck. Jackson James. Jackson James was the bunny that night. That's before, uh, that's before PJ. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Gabriel took over as the bunny for the match stuff. Um, wait, there was another woman in there. Oh, Tessa was there too. Tessa was another one. Tessa was there. Carmela was there. And I think Carmela was not, Carmela is not in that picture. That is, uh, I forgot. Yeah. That's not Carmela. She's my friend. And I can't even remember her fucking work name. Not a friend. I used her on my fucking dream show. No, her though Darcy, Darcy down. was Darcy, Darcy was was Darcy was all was the was the uh, Captain America female version. Yeah, that was Darcy Dixon. Then there was another oh. girl who's kind of in the They're business, a bit but not tired. actually. No, they're not a bit tired. They're hurt. They're both hurty. Oh uh, no! Here comes the best finish. Look at fucking the gotch pile driver. Nope, blocked oh, nope. into the sunset flip. One, two. Ooh, I love that close call. Yeah, that was that was always really good. But yeah, no, no that that there whole was another that... big boy that was with Braun Strowman that was underdevelopmental. His whole thing was his cardio was he used to go bear hunting by running up hills and stuff like that to chase down bears in Montana. Is that was that Cal was that Cal Jax, the guy that we saw in Bloodsport? Yes. Oh my god, that was Kyle Jax. Yes. I just put two and two together. He's from like your area. He's like from yes. NorCal. Yeah, he's from yeah, he's from Humboldt. Yeah. Yeah, he's from NorCal, and yeah, that was his whole thing. Is like he was a fucking the motherfucker, but like in that he's he's the one in the tie dye with the weird glasses. LeBron's the fucking gladiator. Darcy's the fucking Wonder Woman. Tessa was just wearing her clothes from her other job. I wore the sombrero and the fucking poncho. No, it's poncho. not like that. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was one of okay. There used to be a nightclub called Bar Charlotte that she used to work at in Charlotte, and her job was there was no nudity involved or anything like that. She would dance in one of the dance cages, and you know, oh. while everybody else was there. Such yeah, a fucking yeah. sell. I, like, I always like how he did that, where he would turn in the middle of the air like that. Yeah, my uh, favorite yeah. sell that Van Dam would do was when he get pile driven, and here's another falsy. Where he would get take the pile driver and then bounce, <laughs> and then like bounce. Feet <laughs> yeah, bounce straight in the damn air and do a flip. It was freaking nuts. Yes, why that, is Wade sounding is, like a robot now? Because uh, it's just because it's just I am nice. a robot. I'm he a is real. a robot, radical liberal, Raphael Warnock, beep boop bop. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Leffler. Ha ha ha! Suck it, Trebek. 
Anyway, you sorry. know what? I'm just hey, R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Okay, this was oh, his last oh, week. Oh, look at him. God damn. Yes, and that was last week. Huggy for the finish. Oh God, I always Such forget the freaking that that fox pass is just so fucking brutal every yeah. time. Every time. If you're gonna hit it, you're but gonna he, hit it. All right, that's it. He, he hit it. But, but he hit it differently than he did Eddie Guerrero's frog splash. Eddie Guerrero's yeah. was different looking. That well, one was more of a Eddie Guerrero had like a... Go ahead. Yeah, Eddie's was a tri- was uh, his version of Art Bar's, which Art Bar invented the frog splash. Yes. Art Bar would literally bring his legs and knees all the way up like that and then back out. So it literally looked like a frog leaping. Whereas Eddie was trying to make his look like he was pulling a sword out of a fucking, like he had a sword inside of its holster in between his legs and he was pulling it out Yeah, when he was doing it. But they, they, um, He was doing that because they were tag team members in Green Ghost Locos and Triple yes. and, uh, AAA. Or CM, yes. was it CMML? AAA. It was AAA. Okay, yeah, they were Green Ghost yeah. Locos. And so he, yeah, that was, some of those matches are freaking awesome too. We should probably do oh that with AAA. Oh my God, if yeah. we do a best of AAA or best of CML, well, AAA, everybody forgets AAA was the new company that came out of CMLL. Yeah. So it's like 92 is when that happened, and that's when Conan and Pedro Aguayo and all of them left. Uh, but if we did a best of AAA, we absolutely have to put in uh, the, the Los Gringos Locos versus uh, o- uh, Octagon and fucking um, – Blue Demon Jr. tag team. That, uh, that one, Santo that Jr. one, yeah, El Santo yeah. Jr., that one, or the Death Missionaries is also really fucking good, too. Death Missionaries mm-hmm. were Americans. Did you know that? No. Yeah, uh, Luis Spicoli was one, and the other was another guy. Oh, shit, if you didn't fucking bring it up. He was from California. He, he did the original uh, FMW tours, teaming with Madman Pondo and teaming with Luther doing, uh, like he did the commando gimmick there, and he would do six mans where he teamed with uh, Luther, who's in AEW now, and Madman Pondo when they were doing the the, the fucking, like, crazy fucking Death people shit, from yeah. mental. No, yeah. crazy mental patient shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then you got Dr. Luther, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so last match. We can finally get through this. If my, <laughs> you know, it survives. I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to skip mine this week. Yeah, All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, Good night, everybody. I'll see you later. A very, very <laughs> long one. And uh, with the technical Actually, not our longest one, on. actually. We're still in only an hour and 43 minutes in. So, actually, what? you are yeah. running. You're actually, we're going to be finishing early. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep us under just a two-hour mark. No, really? I'm really trying to keep us under a two-hour <laughs> mark these days. And it's been working. Wait, the past few episodes, we kept it under two. Uh, yes. It's an hour. It's uh, it's been an hour forty three. Yeah, and I and listen, I apologize for all the all the internet issues. I do not know what the hell's going on with Knoxville, but it's Knoxville internet. So I, you I, know, I check in every once in a while, and that seems to be a, a common thing on this show. Yeah. Well, yes. so stop acting like it's not. Well, hey, you know it is. It is okay. Hey, at least I can. I, can I at least say like, hey, a guy bombed ate the AT&T building in 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 Nashville. So I mean, we semi run off of that. I oh, was that what you believe? That was he, three he, weeks ago. Oh, that was three, it. Was, still doesn't matter. That building is still fucking. No, no, no. You're missing. You're missing what Wayne is saying. Oh, sorry. Oh, that. <laughs> what? 
Is that that's what you that's believe? It. A guy blew that up. Uh, a guy in an RV blew that up. Yeah, have you fucking seen wait, the fucking wait? Do you have State, is uh, there, is there tin foil under that under that beanie, Wayne? No. Are you sure? It might be. Uh, uh, oh, there's a little something under. There. Okay, okay, Fry. All right, Fry. He's the, he's the number. He's the number eight, or is it number nine? Well, who the number eight was the was the other crazy dude in New New York from Futurama that wore the tinfoil yes. hats? Remember? Yes. I don't watch that show. It was yeah, classic Wayne. television, sir. Wayne, do you see Wayne's CD collection? He's too busy listening to. <laughs> I haven't listened to any of those. I know, <laughs> and you still buy them every week. Actually, I'm in a music store. I I, I use the computer here. So no, so how is so as, how is it holding a Columbia House membership for the last thirty years? <laughs> I'm the last member. <laughs> Wait, you know what? That's an interesting question. Wait. What were the how many well how many CDs did you buy in your last purchase? Oh, I just got a box today. I think there was like maybe eight. Okay, can we see exactly what CDs you got today? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, this, this, is gonna be, this is gonna be our finale finale tonight. Come on, we need to know. Okay, what, CDs. what CDs are on your desk right now? On my desk? I got a whole stack right here. Okay, so show us the five top ones. Number one. Yeah, so let's see what you well, got. It's all, this, it's all the same band. Imperial Age, they're a Russian band. They were running a lot of ads on uh, Facebook, and I checked them out. They're pretty cool. Uh, so use never throw years I, I, I can't get way to buy a Russian metal band's album, but he'll never buy a fucking shirt of mine ever. <laughs> I know. I got <laughs> to put out a CD. I think that's when Wayne Where's your shirts? In. I'd buy a shirt. I think I'm just gonna have to put out a CD just so fucking we have. Yeah, and he avoids the question, folks, and he pivots. Have you ever bought one of my shirts? Where are you saying? I absolutely own a Phoenix Rain shirt. No, 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 a Rat Salad Review shirt. I don't care about Phoenix Rain. That's dead. I didn't know there were Rat Salad Review shirts. Where can you buy those wonderful shirts? RatsaladReview.com. They're on sale right now. Don't waste your time. Get them. Well, fuck. How about I just real. send you my fucking graphics so we start selling my shirts on RatsOutReview.com? Now, what I got to do is upload them to the website. Uh, Imperial, another Imperial Age, and another Imperial Age. Do uh, those come with a complimentary shot of vodka? No. Oh, uh, not really Russian. Then they're, then they're Russian spice. They are Western yeah. No, no, spice. no. There's, there's Russian pressed into the crystal casing. <laughs> <laughs> Iced Earth. Ice Earth was forming the capital. And I was at the ISIS store the other Earth. day. Okay. Another Ice Earth. Earth. Another Ice Earth. Cool. Cool. That was a good name. Insurrection uh, Earth, yeah. Mr. Bungle. The latest. Of course, Mr. Bungle. Oh, that's so good to do Mr. Bungle too. It's cool. It's thrash. It's you know, it's right up our my show's alley. So well, yeah, because it has it has Scott. Isn't Scotty you now still a member? It's of, it's, it's basically Anthrax. It's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Anthrax, Mike. not named Anthrax, doing Anthrax. No, it's things. Anthrax with Patrick. Mike Patton. It's my yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, actually, I re- we review this on my next show. That's coming up at some point. I don't know when. Wait, but I thought it was Scott Ian and Carrie King were in Mr. It's, Bungle now. No, Scott Ian and uh, um. The drummer from Slayer, um, Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo, thank you. And then the, the Mike Patton and uh, Trey from Mr. Bungle. And they, there was another guy from Mr. Bungle too. I can't remember his name. So anyway, well, there you go. 
Well, I mean, there we go. Oh, I got a whole so, bunch more here. Wayne, oh, where wait. can you find all all these my last guests? Podcast you? Oh, go buy this uh, album, Impaler. Yes, yes. very great Impaler. album. Impaler. They are I, awesome. I, when are you going to get him on the show? You got to get him on the show. You know what? Uh, I think that's the next. I I have to hit him up. I forgot to totally fucking hit him up, and that's my fault. Yeah. Thanks, EA. Yeah. Some random trick. I'm not gonna. He is some rando. He's moved. He's in his house now. And I was actually just talking to him. He uh, he loves Batman '66, so he, we were showing each other's uh, collections. You show me, I'll show you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> actually, speaking of Batman and cartoons, I actually was just watching Batman Ninja this morning. I started getting into it, and then I had to go leave for a doctor's appointment. So that's that's actually it's really good. It's uh it's Batman. If uh, it happens, is Gorilla Grodd. Um, built a time machine and sends every all the villains uh, and batman back into feudal japan and it's it's pretty wild like joker becomes a, like is pretty much a shogunate and it's like all the different shogunates fighting it out in civil war so it's like penguins clan versus poison ivy's clan versus all that stuff so no that sounds retarded if you uh, weren't married like, you would, <laughs> if you two were not married you'd both be virgins you know that uh, I'm not. I'm sure. not the one I'm watching. Just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Wait. Look at that CD. Listen to me. That CD collection right there screams. I don't got time for vagina. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get rid of it? But, no. I. What I really want to know is how many copies of Phoenix Rain's Destination Unknown are in that fucking. Thing? Just one. Just one. <laughs> Taking out the top hat while doing it. Uh, that top hat's all and top hat. There it is, right there. <laughs> uh, this, how many right freaking right there, uh, with hair? Right with there. hair. Yeah. Yeah. And now look at what happened. Yeah, no. Right. Did they even thank me in the album? Uh, go to the thank yous. Let's see if I made at least the fucking thank yous. Oh, We're gonna go over you. two hours just so that EA can hear his thank you. No, I mean fuck two or two or three of the songs are about me. Fuck. Thank everybody but EA. I don't know. I remember having to listen to that CD while we were driving to New York. I remember you making us listen to that while in the middle of New York, like as I had, like, had the windows down so I could freeze myself so I could stay awake or oh, being yep. up for like 18 hours. You are in what? there. What? Oh, I am? Yep. I'll cover up. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah, you're in there. Just read it. Right there. Well, your real Is it just there, the so. name and that's it? Just it's, my name and that's it? It's your real comma, Eric Adams, slash, you know, your... Is it the band thank you or is it a personal? No, thank you're you? just you're just in the band thank you list. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys didn't get personal thank we didn't yous. Do, I we, forgot no. you were saving money. Yep. Because you had to like oh, fucking have that. I remember you had to have that album mastered like five by five different people. Oh, it still it still needs to be mastered again. I no, the best was the first guy to master it was this Greek musician. So he mastered it like a 1973 Greek album. So it's just very loud guitar, very loud vocal. Hold on, Malaka. This is the great. I did. I got this the other day, and I have a thank you. They gave me a thank you in here. Oh wow! Yeah. So where is it? The shit that just dropped. I'm over here somewhere. 
I need some of that vinyl in my freaking. My wife just got a uh, a record player for Christmas, and oh, you do look at this shit. This is oh. shit cool. And oh, they got wow. like an etching on the other side. Oh, yes. Shit. See that? And it so doubles as a laser disc, and it plays no. the entire. Uh, it it plays the entire song remains the same album live album, except no. for instead of being done by Led Zeppelin, it's done by them Very cool, while they're on acid. <laughs> I, I you know, actually I thought you were gonna go a completely different direction with that. It was gonna be on laser disc and it's gonna be playing all the songs backwards. No. <laughs> it's not a laser disc. Don't no, put that's laser the next album. record player. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do, Wayne. We're gonna make a laser disc fucking album of all the rat sound review guys singing. A failed failed uh, rat sound review songs. Uh and we actually have to do a song with you at some point. I don't know when that's Yeah, I'm gonna... waiting for it. I mean you gave me one, I was like, Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, and then we changed it, and then <laughs> we just keep coming up and with then new songs. The last one you said, I said, let's do that one. Let's do it. I, hey, we can do it. I'm, I just, I'm now, I'm feeling better, so I just started recording stuff today. So we, we, we will get to it at some point. So, so, so you'll get to it. So you'll actually be able to produce and, and send out more episodes on Rat Salad Review Network, which you can find at what type of broadcasting. Oh my God! Just look up Rats Out Review. It's we're oh, oh oh see I set you up there. I give what? you a nice sixty mile an hour fastball <laughs> right down the right down the middle, Daddy, and you freaking whiff on that bad You boy. want me to? Re- it's like it's like beans. season. It starts tomorrow, and that was an open net. You are nobody's around you. You've got clear ice, and you put that thing in the corner of the fucking. The easiest the thing fuck? to do is Rats Out Review. Well, because you know what? I'm on Podbean. You want me to list them all? Podbean, iTunes. You, no, you guys just are go part to RatsOutReview.com well. and you can find all Everything. the shows. There's no main need to be right opinion, suck my balls, music is life. Fucking Wayne's yeah, fucking shows. tutorial on home cooking and fucking and, and they have a new and they have a new podcast with you and the great Harry Bennett, which is a friend of the show, <laughs> had talked about 3D printing. Yes, that is right. Uh, it's called Sporadically 3D, and it's called that because we sporadically will do a show whenever we want to. So, so when are you guys going to make a 3D <laughs> action figure of me on that show? I need a 3D pop vital of me. Get a 3D uh, picture of yourself and send it to me, and I'll try to do it. Fuck Harry would be better know. to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm still learning. I don't know. I don't trust it coming from England. There's a second strand going around. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really worried about second strand when the first strand is still wrecking everybody's shit in the United States. Yeah, I don't want idea. to be responsible for the second strand coming into the states. Too late. It's already here, bro. It's here, right? and the South African one's here too, bro. We got three <laughs> strands. It's a three-way dance in America for the for the world COVID title. All right, hell? James. Let's take you it really, home. You really believe in this shit? All right. So really, <laughs> I had fucking COVID on the goddamn show. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, no thinking, nobody. What was the match you were picking? The fucking, I guess you'll have to tune in next week when we bring someone else in as a guest to talk ECW. Oh, Don't ever bring me on a show ever again, please. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're the one who volunteered for this one, Chief. And now okay, you, you really want to know? And for all the rest of you guys, you really want to know what it was? It was yes. going to be the it, and we'll show it next week. It is the fight. It is the Tommy Dreamer versus Raven final encounter before Raven went to WCW uh-huh. match and everything that led up afterwards. And we'll show that all next week. But until next week, for, <laughs> for James, for Wayne, for myself, we'd like to say thank you. 
God bless America. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you for watching Beyond the Shoot. The memo says we gotta watch you make the facts.